listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host David Wolf, and I'm joined here by Kira and Alan. And each and every week we bring you all the latest news, tournament reports and of course our deck of the week. How are you lads? I'm very good. Had a, had a long weekend. Good stuff. Yeah. Super. Wait, a real? No. No, I'm having a normal, long, but long weekend. Yeah. I, was yes. up, uh, I was up at a wedding yesterday, so I did a lot of traveling and stuff. Very nice. Glad to be re- relaxed and doing the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Perfect Sunday afternoon activity. <laughs> um, myself and Alan had a not-so-relaxing weekend. Well, though, it was okay. Played magic. Yeah, played a lot of magic. Um, so, yeah, this week uh, we have the kind of wrap-up of Pro Tour Era Devastation. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about that. We have a very small announcement on the Wizards Play Network about um, stores and promos and what they do with their promos. We also have uh, some news about the Hascon promotional cards. So basically, they, they were revealed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see them, so this is new yeah, to me. They're, they're actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. cool. Okay. So um, we'll, 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 we'll go over them very quickly. Um, and then we will get into our tournament report and our deck of the week. Yes. Okay. All right, so we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with the news from the from the uh, play network. Yeah. Okay. Because I suppose that's kind of the smallest bit of news. Bit of housekeeping, so, wizards yeah. housekeeping. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just get that out of the way. So uh, as I mentioned before, the the play network is kind of the store portal, uh, where stores get their information about running events, etc., from wizards, and uh, they put up a post that said that kind of gave, gave a an update on what they can do with promo cards or promotional material. I'm not sure if actually if it's just cards or, or if it's playmats and stuff as well. I think it's just cards. Um, so normally, what stores are supposed to do is if they have if they run let's say a game day and they have extra promos that they didn't give out to players because there were less players than expected. Mm-hmm. Then what they're supposed to do with those promo cards is destroy them, <laughs> or, or the same for for uh, game day champion play mats. Oh. But um, so now the the update is stores should do as much as they can to give the the promos out within the the window, yeah, of the uh, of the event, or within one month of the event, or uh, whenever whenever the event is supposed to be held. But if they can't give out all the promos then they can use the promos to promote other events in store. Yeah. So, so any, any sanctioned events. I think. Yeah. 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 Any sanctioned events. So let's say you want to offer extra prizes for your standard showdown. You can use game day promos to do that. It's pretty class. Like there's, there's been some nice cards recently too. Like those, those top eight glory bringers from the last, yeah, day, yeah. The last game day. Those are nice little prizes to add to tournaments and stuff. Maybe we'll have a, FNM promos for FNM just use those <laughs> along with tokens that solves maybe that's that solves a lot of problems but yeah are like you talking about leftover ones I don't know I'm sure, yeah there, there probably will be leftover ones I mean, like I say like, we, well, we don't have much shops have yeah miles. they're different though because it's like the game day ones are, I know that the FNM promos are normally standard as well but like it was occasionally like the multi-format all-star cards that people really like the FNM yeah. promos for, yeah. for yeah which can't really exist. I'd say that's like the promos. Yeah, that's like there's those left over. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I'd say the promos that get left over the most are the uh, release weekend and buy a box promos. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the release weekend promos especially because like who even cares? 
most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like there aren't there isn't really uh, a tradition of like Saturday drafts in in our LGS. That's true. Yeah. So I guess like there are stores that really promote the opening draft weekend and true, stuff like yeah, that. So yeah. they probably get rid of a bunch of those promos. That's true. The uh, I think the release weekend one this this time was a uh, ramen up excavator. Yeah, that's yeah, a pretty good one. The, wow. Yeah, okay. it, it yeah, actually yeah, is a really good one. Yeah. Well, I completely forgot about it and I, we missed out on it so Damn. I don't know yeah, that might be a nice one to get maybe the shop still has some sitting around <laughs> and they can uh, apply this to their that'd be great yeah for like uh, especially for like that would be perfect for the FNM EDH yeah, yeah. that'd be really good yeah because yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. you can give give them to players who might find uses that wouldn't otherwise be found yeah, yeah. alright we uh, will move on to the Hascom promos mm-hmm. yes okay so we'll just, again we're just going to get all the small stuff out of the way before we Jump into the Pro Tour discussion. Um, so yeah, the, the Hascon promos, these are going to be silver bordered cards. Uh, one of which is actually legal in Unstable. It's going to be printed in Unstable as well. <laughs> it's the Sword of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so yeah, these are these are three silver bordered cards that are based around other properties which Hasbro owns. Uh, which are going to be available to buy as a set with, uh, with uh, the Hascon Cool. Yeah. yeah, if you go to Hascon, you're gonna get the. I think I think you get them or you can buy them. Not 100 percent sure. I think think they're just promos. Mm. You just get them. But uh, I have them up here. Hold on. So I'm guessing one is Transformers. Yes. So it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Transformers, and Nerf are the three ah, cool. three properties. Um. So the the Sword of Dungeons and Dragons. It's uh, similar to the other swords that are already exist in Magic, like Sword of Fire and Ice yeah. and what have you. Um, <laughs> that's a great name actually yeah. <laughs> the, the, the art is actually really cool as well there's lots of like little subtle things like the, the sword the handle is the and ah very good what is that <laughs> no, I was trying to get the pictures up on the video oh, okay. <laughs> radio interference <laughs> yes um, the sword yeah the handle is the and from the Dungeons and Dragons and the, uh, the pommel is a d20 um, so it's an artifact equipment costs three of course mm-hmm. uh, and the equip is two and equipped creature gets plus two plus two and has protection from rogues and from clerics. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, create a four four gold dragon creature token with flying and roll a d twenty. If you roll a twenty, repeat this process. Wow. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Looks pretty insane. Yeah. Um like also nice and flavorful. Rolling your D twenties, gold dragons. And do we know which one is gonna be in on stable? Uh, that's the one that's gonna be okay. unstable. Okay. The other one's wow. out. That'll be a beating. Yeah, yeah. Certainly will. We got, a, we got a sweet dragon token for this as well. The yeah, there's a, a silver bordered foil dragon token as well. Yeah. Wow. That's and cool. in the background, you can see the the rules text for dragons in. Dungeons <laughs> yeah, that's <Dragons>. pretty great. <laughs> um, so the uh, the the Transformers card is a uh, Grimlock Dinobot leader. Uh, he costs four mana. He's uh, one and Naya, so red, green, white. He's a four four, and um, so. Starting off pretty well, yeah, and he is a transform card, appropriately. Um, so he has a little Autobot symbol up in what's the top. Al- what's top his left. creature type? His creature type is a legendary artifact creature, Autobot. Cool. Uh, and he says dinosaurs, vehicles, and other Transformers creatures you control get plus two, plus zero. Why dinosaurs? He's a dinosaur. Yeah, he's a dinosaur. He's a leader. He's a leader of the Dinobots. Okay. Oh, he says Dinobot leader right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you can pay two. And convert a Transformers toy you own to its other mode. <laughs> uh, he becomes Grimlock, Ferocious King, which uh, I I actually I don't think I have the the picture for it up here. Oh, so he is a double sided card. He oh, is a double sided cool. card, yeah. But uh, on the other side, 
He is an 8-8 trample dinosaur. Cool. Uh, I think he's a dinosaur Autobot, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But he gives... Uh, I think he gives a, a bonus to other Transformers as well. And I, I believe Marok uh, clarified on his blog talk that Transformers actually includes all cards that have the ability to transform. So like all double-sided wow. cards. This is a nice, nice <laughs> Jace Vrin's Prodigy buff. Yes, uh, exactly. Yes. Sil- silver border. <laughs> yeah, attack for two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, cool. His flavor text is, Me Grimlock, no, li- no like you. Which I believe is a quote from the from the movie. Nice. The Transformers movie. Uh, art is pretty great as well. Alright, what's, um, what's the last one? The Nerf one? Uh, so it's a Nerf War. It's a okay. three blue-red for a sorcery. Oh, Nerf is definitely blue-red. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great, great call. Um, and the art features a bunch of goblins um, and like Nerf darts going everywhere. Um, so it says, uh, Fire a Nerf Blaster until empty at target library from at least two meters away. <laughs> <laughs> for each card knocked off that library, put it into its owner's graveyard and Nerf War deals half damage to that player. That's insane. Actually, it's very powerful. <laughs> they, they have a video of them testing this card. With oh, really? Oh, I did actually, not see this. From two meters away, you actually just have to destroy a stack <laughs> of, of uh, sleeve cards. But see, I would say that not all Nerf guns are made equal. In That's this. true. Uh, you know, you, you probably want one of the kind of the rifles. People are going to have I mean, to start sleeving up, you know, triple sleeving their decks, trying to <laughs> yeah, yeah, against this. Get the weight, get the weight up, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. I, I have a... Um, I was gonna make a joke. Sorry, I was gonna make a joke about like you know ner- removal being nerfed and not oh good anymore. Oh my god! But, like, but this card's actually I can't make the joke because this card's so so overpowered. That is actually great. Yeah. Um, I have I have a a, a nerf gun. It's like a a pistol one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not very powerful. So do you have a license for that? I do not. Oh it's uh, illegally procured. Yeah. There was no background check done. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, the, these are the the Hascom promos, and I have to say, I'm quite I'm quite a uh, pleasantly uh, surprised. They're really uh, cool. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people called that the uh, the Transformers one would be would be a transform card. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the the fact that it's Grimlock and it's like a dinosaur as well is also very funny. A lot of people were thinking like Optimus Prime or whatever, yeah, yeah. and the fact that it gives vehicles and dinosaurs, and also other Transformers. Yeah, and Transformers. Oh, what is other Transformers? Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, we were saying yeah, that. Yeah, any Transformers. But also card, the yeah. fact that it gives dinosaurs, and we know that there, there's going to be dinosaurs in Ixalan. Cadillacs and dinosaurs vehicles in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think these uh, these cards are actually really cool, and they, they should be fun to play in silverboard formats. Um, yes. And Sword of Dungeons and Dragons looks very overpowered. That looks like an absolute beating if you yeah. open draft. Yeah, so. great. Yeah. Is it is mythic? Is it, is it, it, is, it is. Yeah, they they all have well mythic symbols, but I'm you know we can't really be sure what it what it is in the in, set. But yeah. I would say mythic because the other yeah. ones are mythic. So yeah, it's, it's very powerful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I wonder will be will there be a rogue and cleric sub theme in Unstable? Pro- yeah, I'd say yeah. like that'll probably be probably the. Uh, not be relevant at all. I'd say that'll be the in-jokey aspect of the set. Will mm. probably then be maybe references to D and D and stuff like that, mm. classes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah, because you cool. can do that while still making it kind yeah. of a magic set, but it's jokey and then that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. The to- yeah, I had seen the token actually. The dragon token looks great. I actually didn't realize it was part of this announcement. I mm. just saw a Reddit post and I thought it was um, just like a custom token someone made or something. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really part cool. of this. Yeah. yeah. And he, they've said as well, I think Maro clarified today, that the silver border in this set is is not going to be the same as what the, the Unstable cards look like, I think. 
Oh, yeah, because yes. these, these have a silver border that's not fully silver. Yeah, so I think yeah. I think uh, Mara said it's going to be a different border for Unstable. Yeah. So it might look what do you mean? Yeah, he said, I thought he posted that on his blog today. Hmm. But so, yeah, so, like, the, the, the bottom of these cards is black. So it could be... The, yeah, but I thought, these. I thought that that was like a... I thought that that was like just part of the way the new border is. Mm, because right. the only silver border cards that they've done with the new like M15 forward border design have been the uh, the holiday cards, you know the mm. holiday cards that they give oh, yeah. to Wizards, Friends yeah. and Family? Yeah. And they have looked like this. Yeah, okay. okay. With the silver on the sides and the top and then black on the bottom. Mm. Because it's, I think it's kind of hard to do silver on the bottom because then you can't put with the, the artist and copy- copyright information. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks worse with the hollow foil as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, so, well, maybe I misread that then, but uh, but I thought I didn't think I had. I don't know, I think there, there must be something else there. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's really cool. So, yeah, I don't know if, like, can you even put these in a cube? Like, I, I, people I don't really put silver-boarded cards in cubes all that often either, but... It, no, what I mean, you could have a silver-boarded cube. Yeah, yeah. Especially because there's a whole yeah, crap yeah, load of new silver-boarded cards coming out as well. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, and also they'd just be, you know, collector's items and yeah, stuff. These are, yeah, I'd imagine, like, these will be expensive enough. Mm-hmm. So, one other thing about this that I've noticed, uh, which is kind of odd, is if you look at the... So, you know, in the frame of the card, mm-hmm. uh, the area between the border and, like, the pin lines yeah. around the text box, you can see, like, a texture. So, in artifacts, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a metallic texture. Mm-hmm. In brushed metal, for lands, it's like a, a an earth kind of texture yep. for like whatever whatever yeah. color it'll yeah be blue cards yeah. it's like a you know watery looking texture but um usually in gold cards it's just a gold shimmery yep. texture but this nerf war is a gold card it's three blue red and actually the the border outside the pin lines is blue and red it's not gold yeah and it looks like a close-up of a Nerf gun. It looks like a close-up oh, picture yeah. of a Nerf gun. Cool. Because if you look at it, the, the orange, this is great for radio, but, you know, you can check this card out yourself. Watch this while you're listening. Look up this picture while you're listening to this. The orange kind of goes from the bottom left to the top right. It looks like a line okay, behind the yeah. picture. It's weird. It's probably like uh, the logo Nerf. It was probably shaped like that. It looks like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're right, yeah. Also, I've also just noticed that there are watermarks behind the text. Oh, yes. Mm. And the watermarks are the symbols of the... Of the different brands, so the the and nice. the uh, Autobots symbol and uh, the the word Nerf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like lots of little calls on that on that Dungeon Dragons uh, sword arc. There's so the, the yes. ampersand is in the pommel of the sword that he's holding. Yes, yeah. Wolf, Wolf said that. That's, yes, he did say that. You're off the podcast. You're off the podcast. Come on, damn it. Yeah, but I, there must be something more that I haven't noticed. Uh, it also just looks like an amazing hilarious yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, a sword it's and a mace in one very, in one very weapon neat. it's like while well, like someone you know wants explains to their DM what they want their cool weapon to be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually makes no sense but you're, yeah. like, you're like yeah sure you can have that yeah and the DM is like yeah it works out as a long sword yeah long sword plus one yeah, yeah. Um, that's very generous given the plus one yeah yeah, yeah. it's a magical item yeah um, yeah, so that's that's the uh, Hascom promos. Pretty excited for them. I doubt I will own them. <laughs> I'm not sure how much these are going to cost uh, to buy afterwards secondary no, I, market, or or if Wizards are going to sell them on uh, the Hasbro store like they do with the uh, oh possibly with, with the, the Planeswalker promos. 
the promos, yeah. Like I think, like none of the three of us are really collectors yeah. in that sense. Not, so, not really. So, not, not really. Our dem- we're not really the demographic. Yeah. yeah. But this is cool for the people who are. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Please read. Okay. Shall we uh, have a have a chat about the Pro Tour? Yeah. Big big okay, news well. of the week. Yeah. So did, did either of you guys watch any? I watched. Uh, I watched a lot of day one. It was slightly awkward because it was in Japan, just uh, time zone wise. First of all, I didn't realize that. It essentially started a day in advance, so it was Thursday night mm. for us that the uh, like Thursday evening was was when the tournament started our time. That yeah, was the like Friday. How, how far ahead is Japan? Uh, I think it's like twelve hours or something like that. Twelve hours from here, so yeah. even more from US. Um, no, no, I don't think so. Right? Or oh, yeah, no, even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah even more. Or it might be 12 from the US and 9 from here or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think it's like yeah, 8 on here. Yeah, like but, uh, but yeah, so I watched a good bit of day one. Um, the first, the, the draft commentary, i got to say, was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Marshall and LSV and Paul, I think, were the three commentators I saw who were okay. uh, during rotation. Cool. And it was absolutely great. Their knowledge of the format was excellent. They, were, they had really incisive commentary uh, during the, the draft. So it was uh, Kentaro... Something was it was the drafter we were watching. Can't remember his second name, but or possibly first name because he's Japanese. I can never remember. Which <laughs> is the first name? I think Kentaro is a is a is a first name. It's a given name, yeah. So uh, he had a really interesting draft. Um, uh, there were there were a couple of picks that were super interesting. So he was he started off in blue and black, I believe, first couple first couple of picks, but they dried up, and then he went into green and. I think like thirteen or something, twelve or thirteen of his picks in the first pack were just green cards. Okay. He was really into it. He was getting like quite late Harrier Nagas and stuff like that, mm. just like really decent uh, signs that green was open. And then, and he had picked up one rampaging hippo as well, which is important because in pack two, he opened Ronus's last stand yeah. as his rare, mm. which I presumed and the commentary team presumed was an absolute slam pick. And he took a second rampaging hippo over Ronus's yeah. last stand when he was so heavily in green, which is a pick that like I couldn't understand. That's crazy, yeah. And I really still don't. I think you would have to be so down on that whole cycle to uh, to take like like the hippo is very good. I think mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. actually yeah. a lot better than it looks. Like mm-hmm. it looks just kind of like a vanilla creature, but it's it's one of the the creatures that like cycling matters the most on mm-hmm. that card. So I think it is very good. But the fact that he already had one, like. Yeah. I'm not sure, but so yeah. So for those who don't know, Ronus's last stand is green, green uh, to create a five-four beast token, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it's a snake or a snake token yeah. or something. Yeah. So it's uh, and, and then, then your lands don't on top, yeah. uh, like uh, in your next on top phase. Uh, so it's it's got some downsides. It is a token. There is bounce in the set. Uh, it is it is tempo loss. But like, I feel like the card is just. And Marshall said this as well during commentary. It's like the card is so unbeatable if you play it on turn two. Like they can't play a single like anything that can block it until turn four. Basically, yeah. in the format, it's mm-hmm. going to get in for for ten damage guaranteed and maybe more. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you put like a Cartouche of Strength on it or you know something like that. It's Ooh. just mm-hmm. it can win the game single handedly. So I just didn't understand that pick at all. And actually, yeah. it did win the game. It could actually beat. It. I was reading um, Sapper Olive. I, I, I didn't see any of this, but Sapper Olive did a lot of coverage of Pro Tour, and he said that those Mike Seagrass had it. Was, was, was mm. picked the 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 run as the last hand, and then beat Kentaro with it. Yeah, yeah. So he ended up losing to the card. That exactly. Yeah, one. yeah. yeah that was odd. Yeah. Side so that was very strange. Um, that was very strange. Maybe it was just like I don't know. Maybe, yeah, that's. 
has to be that the like the Japanese players testing just hated that cycle. Yeah, and just didn't. And I can see that because it. like it is a huge downside, and like like it does make it a much worse top deck than it would be otherwise, and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. I still yeah. think like okay. So obviously the uh, the white and uh, red ones are are not good. Yeah, not, but the, yeah. Like but close the other ones are pretty good. I would have thought. Like, yeah, the I mean, kept the, like, one, the blue one. Yeah. I think is an absolute bomb. Yeah, blue one's nuts. Yeah, yeah I think the black one is about, pretty good. About the same as any other wrath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, which is very good. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the green one I thought was like above replacement level anyway. But, yeah, but apparently he disagreed. Mm. So uh, so his deck ended up being quite good anyway. I think he I think he went one two with it actually. But basically he ended up in black green. And then pack three, he ended up opening Hapatra, mm. and uh, then being past two Decimator Beetles and an Archfiend of Vision. That is yeah, in green black. <laughs> Holy oh crap. my god! So his deck ended up pretty insane. Maybe his curve was a little bit slow or something like yeah, that. But yeah. uh, it definitely worked out for him anyway. <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's nuts. Um, what about the draft in general? Did, like, it seems that, um, and and because of the GP the week before, so the GP in Kyoto the week before was limited as well. It seems that most of the pros or a lot of a lot of people are saying that the the format is a lot slower than mm-hmm. Amonkhet and like a lot of people really want to draft this like three four color green deck with where you just splash for like whatever insane bombs that you open. Yeah, that seemed to be the way to go. Like uh, I believe there was an there was another draft that we saw or someone talked about it where Nicol Bolas was the first card opened mm-hmm. on the draft viewer, and I think it was I think it was taken. It might have been Ben Stark drafted this. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And uh, LSV was just like, yep, totally agree. Mm-hmm. You just, you find a way Sound to play. Yeah. 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 You, you either play green or you just play two of the colors and you splash as a third color. Mm-hmm. It's like the format is definitely slow enough that a three color seven drop, you know, is, is something that you can build your deck around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I definitely agree with that. That's kind of, that's kind of how I felt like, because I feel like the afflict creatures are still good aggressive cards. I think I said this before in the podcast, but... You can still block them. You'll take a bit of damage, but then the card's off the table. Yeah. So it's easier to stabilize than it is against exert creatures, where right. you where you just never have a trade mm-hmm. essentially if mm-hmm. if they're on the play against you and they have a good curve. So I I feel like that's pretty much the way the games were playing out, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I th- I think the the sentiment seemed to be that ambuscade is now considered the best common. Yeah. In in the whole set, mm-hmm. which um, I was finding myself in interesting spots earlier on where I was considering ambuscade over open fire or punishing blow and stuff like that and i was erring towards taking the ambuscade um but it's kind of a two-edged sword right because Mm -hmm. it creates blowouts for both players because as the active player you can you can win a combat by because of the plus one plus oh if they double block Mm -hmm. and you can kill a third creature as well Mm -hmm. but because it's a combat trick essentially you can get two for one if they're able to kill your creature yeah, in response. Yeah, yeah. Whereas something like open fire is just always good. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. So I always thought that, but I think that that does say something about the format as well. If if that's the best common, so mm-hmm. like that, there's definitely still a good level of aggression mm-hmm. if uh, if you're incentivized to play ambuscade over like open fire. I think I'd still like open fire just because the extra, like. Yeah, like you said, like I, I, I tend to, or one of the first lessons that I kind of learned about limited was, don't take cards that uh, do nothing if you're behind. Yeah, and yeah. ambuscade can leave you in that position of not being because you need a creature on the board. Exactly. So yeah. like you're looking about, you're thinking about like, like if you need to do it then and there to get yourself out of a situation, um, you could be doing something like um, 
like you want to play Amiscade on a creature in, in the same turn. Mm, yeah. Whereas open fire can just kill a creature without you having to put a creature on the board as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, or um, open fire can also go to the face. Um, yep, yeah, true. I suppose Amiscade can also give you a bit of damage to the face, but again, you need to have a creature. Yeah, I mean, Amiscade does do that a lot. Like it'll remove a blocker, yeah, and yeah. you'll get in for an extra damage or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, but I just I just thought that was interesting because I, I was yeah I was thinking about it a lot and like coming up like I took I I was in a spot. That I was talking to people about where I was considering Ambuscade or Desert's Hold, the White Uncommon. Okay. The three mana pacifism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think most of the people ended up agreeing that the Ambuscade was better than the Desert's Hold. And Desert's Hold is an uncommon, isn't that right? It, yeah. And then uncommon. if you control Desert, you gain three life or two life? Yeah, you gain a bit of life. I can't remember yeah. how much it is. Yeah. But it's just a nice little upside. Yeah, but, uh, but I don't know. It's interesting. So I think the format is in a place where there's just a lot of mid-range creatures mm-hmm. kind of leads to board stalls and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like yeah if your two drop is a hope tender that's gonna like ramp you or or help you splash like a bomb mm-hmm. or you know your form drop is is the oasis ritualist or whatever mm-hmm. that that can really like turn that's the games card. around yeah 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 just in the in the couple of drafts that i did i found a lot of success with the ramp as well mm, definitely um so uh, i did like green blue but uh I suppose you could really pair with any colour. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, depending on what bombs you get. And, and then you can always splash a third colour. Or, yep. Or even more than that from from uh, Oasis Ritualist. That's pretty much what people have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, So I think the format is very good, actually. And uh, mm. it's kind of... it's it's It was a good way to balance the Amonkhet cards. Mm-hmm. Because they're definitely still good aggressive strategies. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like a lot. There's a lot less red decks now that want to play Cartouche of Zeal, for example. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. So, but it's not completely degenerated into like I'm always going to choose to be on the draw because I'm guaranteed to be against oh, a no, ridiculously slow deck yeah. or something. Like no, that. I think it's. I think the format's still more on the aggressive side than the control side. Right. Okay. Like yeah, you still have the, um, the the three one two drop in white. Yeah. Okay. Just Avenger. Yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. the best two drop in the format. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Or in the in the set rather. I don't know if it's yeah, better. What's the other one? Ronus's stalwart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a two drop as well. It's like yeah. Two two. Two two and it becomes a three three that creatures power two or less can't block it. Yeah, if you yeah, exert. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially the same as Ghostwalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Slightly easier to block than Ghostwalker. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty good for the format. Um, yeah, I thought the games I watched anyway at the P two to get back to that were great. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. uh, I didn't watch much standard. Uh, just because the games were on later, so it was kind of later late night here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really awkward to watch. Yeah, and then uh, I missed pretty much all of day two because mm-hmm. uh, because I was at that wedding, and then I only saw one semi final match. Okay. Of the top eight. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, uh, so I mostly saw draft games, but I thought they were great. Okay. Cool. What about you? Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I I didn't see any of the pro tour, but uh, I I was, I was catching up on originally watching like a lot of times you wake up the next morning you see all the reactions on Reddit yeah. and stuff afterwards. Yeah. You know? uh, so then this morning we woke up to a, a shocking shock. Uh, <laughs> shocking shock, shocking shock. It was a, so a very, very devastating moment. Yeah, uh, in the semi-finals, semi-finals, semi-finals. It was, yeah, semi-finals, yeah. 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 It, was, uh, it was game five between Paolo and um, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, the Chinese player. I can't remember his name. Don't want to uh, make an attempt at it and no, no, be very racist yes. and mispronounce something. Yes. Uh, but yeah, they were playing the the Ramanap Red Mirror, I believe. Yeah. Which uh, was happening a lot because there were six <laughs> copies of Ramen Up Red in, in the yeah. top eight for standard. Yeah. We can go into that the meta game a little bit later, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, and it was game five, 
Uh, and Pella was on the play, so in an aggressive mirror, definitely a huge yes. advantage. And uh, uh, I believe it was this player's first time playing in top eight as well of a PT. Right. So yeah, yeah. like you know, yeah. yeah, huge pressure and what have you. And yeah, playing against. Someone who now, after the Pro Tour, people are... Uh, spoilers, Pella won the, did, went under the Pro <laughs> yeah. Tour. But now people are saying is kind of unequivocally the third best player of all time. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hard, it's hard to, to find anyone that has the, the stats to compare against that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's got to be got to be nerve-wracking playing against yeah, against that in your semi-final match. But anyway, Al, so what happened? Um, I thought, I thought we would get the guy's name first. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Let's see, it's here. Um, no, not that one. No. Yes, uh, so uh, Yam Wing Chun was his name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, so, but so both, both players were on. Well, so Yam was being beat down. Uh, uh, BBD had three creatures, a few creatures out ready for attack with lethal next turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, believe, had, I believe Yam was on four and PB was on 11. 11, yeah. yeah. So then I think 11 is going to be a number that's going to be burned into like, Yam's mind for, for, the rest, <laughs> for, for a long time, life. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Yam had Hazard out on the board. Um, he had a collective defiance. Collective, yeah, collective defiance in his hand. Yeah, with uh, five lands. With five lands. Two of them were uh, deserts. Two of them were deserts. Yes. Uh, so, so, right, so at, at that point, he could do eight damage. He, he basically needed to draw uh, incendiary flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he needed to draw incendiary flow to win the game. He drew incendiary flow, but he did not win the game because he saw it. He added up. He can hear the crowd going wild. You can see him getting excited. And the casters, and going, casters going mad. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a great moment. You can see he's. You can see him realizing he has lethal. He just goes straight to combat, attacks with Hazrek, but then realizes. Well, it's it's um, PVD points out that uh, because Yam has two cards in his hand, Hazrek. Yeah, he attack. he he straight away. I think he says combat maybe or something like that and he taps mm. Hazaret yeah. and then you can see PV wave at him and say no you have two cards in hand mm-hmm. and then it's one of the oh most heartbreaking God, moments I've really ever seen he just like he's and Yam was, you just see him just slamming the table in yeah. infiltration just uh, I don't know just all those so at this point because he's in the combat phase he can't move back yeah, yeah. so just to explain for anyone who doesn't know Hazaret the Fervent uh, is one of the gods from Amonkhet and he says it says on the card uh, he can't attack or she is it? She yeah, sorry. Yeah. She can't attack uh, unless you have one or fewer cards in hand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he and needed so his draw for the turn. Put him up to two cards in hand. So he needed to play both of, or at least one of his burn spells yeah. pre combat in order for Hazard to be able to attack. Yeah. And another sad thing is that like, um, you know, one thing that he could have done at instant speed was activate Hazard and to discard one of the cards, and then he would have been down at one. Yeah. So yeah. that he could attack with her, but then. He, that would only do two damage. Hazaret's yeah. activated the well, only no, does two damage. The thing is, once he tapped the Hazaret, he had already passed priority to That's the true, attackers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so true, he yeah. couldn't even do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it was just so heartbreaking. God, and yeah. It's one of the most kind of visceral physical reactions I've seen from a Magic player on yeah. coverage. Yeah, you can oh. see both players. Like, obviously, like, um, Yam, is, he slams his cards down and, and like you can see PV's hands in the, in the in the video. Like He's pointing at the at the hazard, yeah. you can see his hands are shaking. He's putting them down the table. Like it's yeah. obviously a moment of high adrenaline for both players. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's just that's it's it. it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was really rough <laughs> to watch. Yeah, but then every taken had a had a, had a segment afterwards where we, so it was. His Rich Hagen was on the camera after his, uh, just talking about the situation itself. Yeah, it's a really good video to look up. It's like three seconds long. It's Rich Hagen just talking about how. Just I suppose just about the game in general and how um, 
he he, he kind of starts off by saying that it's uh, well, be a lot of people will be saying, oh, it's um, why does this person deserve to be an approacher? They admit this mistake. We talk about how it's um, you know, just the nature of. Uh, what was the point he made? <laughs> What's the point? He, he kind of is just saying that just the, na- the, the nature of the game and, and all the all, all the high stakes and how mistakes do happen, and this is why yeah. this, yeah. this is why we watch it. And he he had a nice quote where he said like these players on coverage are playing not just for themselves but for the viewers too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just to be appreciative of that, don't yeah. have your first reaction just to be to to be oh, negative and exactly. blame the yeah. person. You know, yeah. 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 And uh, because I can absolutely, I've done mistakes similar to that and worse than that in much yeah. less high stakes matches yeah, and yeah, situations, yeah. you know. So like I, I get, I get really nervous when I'm like the last player, person playing that like a normal, yeah, like a yeah. person yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and for whatever reason, other people are standing around me looking at the game because yeah. they want us to be finished. Yeah, they don't yeah, even yeah. care about the game. They just <laughs> want to go to the next round, and I'm like freaking out because people are looking at me playing. Yeah, and when you know that there's like twenty thousand people watching you. Yeah. And there's a camera above your head, and there's big lights, and there's a crowd, yeah. and people are I can't cheering, imagine. and like as well. And, I, and you're I sitting was... there across the table from PV DDR, who's one of the greatest yeah. pros of all time. You're like, oh god. That's what, that's uh, one thing that I was wondering impacted on it, where you don't want to when you're playing against such a good player that you probably respect a lot like that. You probably don't want to slow roll them in any sense. Yeah. So he Ooh. was probably just being like, I don't want to like sit here for thirty seconds and then slow roll by then playing yeah, yeah. you know playing my spells out or whatever so yeah. I'll just get it over as fast yeah. as possible like yeah. to, to end the end the situation uh, I mean it's pretty ingrained in magic players that the first thing you do is like you play your spells after combat in yeah. general yeah exactly so yeah. like he just defaulted back to that that yeah. you know mentality and mm. then but obviously like if he made the top eight of this pro tour with this deck he couldn't have been doing that throughout the tournament no of know? course yeah, exactly yeah, it. yeah. 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 so say, say, if the same situation came up in a different context he you Easily wouldn't have done it like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it's actually on, on, on that comment thread I read actually Maria Bartholdi uh, one of the coverage uh, presenters uh, she said that it was actually it was actually Rich Hagen they, they actually had another segment planned for after that match but Rich Hagen said oh no we're gonna uh, there's something I needed to say I just just put give a single yeah. shot of me um, yeah. and it was yeah. off the go he just he just did that little segment uh, mm. which was very, mm. very that's good. nice yeah he's a great guy yeah so important lesson in you know. Humility, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not for the players who are playing, but for the players watching and thinking that they could do better. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's important to remember the stakes and the pressure. Yeah. Um, and that it's just all for fun, really. At the end of the day, and, and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, he and uh, he did have uh, a good humor about it afterwards as well. Yeah. Yeah, did where he posted on Twitter. He, okay. he sent a message to Pascal Maynard and said, uh, no. "Hey, hey, where did you sell that foil guy?" Guy. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> yes. he said, I have a, a, a $7,500 hazard right to get rid of. <laughs> so, yeah. That's brilliant. That's beautiful. Yeah, so obviously, nice guy. Um, I'm sure that will haunt him forever. Yes. I mean, <laughs> hopefully we just see him at another PT Top 8 soon. You know? That's it, yeah. 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 I mean, be, getting this Top 8 means that what he's, he's, well, he must be loved gold or silver, I think so, for next yeah. season. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully um, his career will continue and he'll have a chance to... Um, to show everybody that <laughs> that was a yeah just a one time yeah. one time thing. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, then so that was the that was the one of the semifinals. I saw that match yeah. as well. Just it was on the replay of of coverage um today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I I haven't watched the finals. It was another yeah, right. red mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I heard it wasn't the most exciting. It was just kind of one of those situations. Yeah. Which has happened a few times recently where. The games just weren't weren't all that interactive, weren't that exciting, yeah. and yeah. came down to 
the the opening draws basically. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, it feels like with the with this uh, mono red deck that you do, you know, mostly going to be just playing past each other. Yeah, basically all the time. Um, yeah, so I feel like that's how a lot of the mirrors are going to go. Yeah, it's going to be about the dice roll and mm-hmm. whether you whether you have a better sideboard plan for aggro yeah. mirrors than your yeah. opponent. Yeah, is is going to be a huge percentage. Of I did see opponents. a lot of really interesting stuff in sideboards actually uh, mm. in in the sideboards of, of these players who kind of made the top eight or whatever. Like uh, in PV sideboard, he had like Savage Alliance and stuff. So you know, these are obviously players who. You know, a huge percentage of players decided on this deck, so they obviously tested it extensively, decided that this is the best deck, and then said, okay, well, my deck, my version of this deck has to be able to beat other people's version of this deck. So, yeah, um, yeah there was, like, Savage Alliance, there were Glorybringers, um, Magma Sprays in people's sideboards. Yeah, I believe Yam was playing three Magma Sprays in a sideboard, mm-hmm. which is a huge amount yeah. For, yeah. for a one-mana removal spell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he had four shocks in his main deck as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Which, which was standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so should we do the metagame breakdown? Just yes. to tell people what got played? Yeah. So or, or just the top eight breakdown, whichever. I don't know. Uh, well, the top, yeah. Well, yeah, the top eight was um, six red decks, one black green constrictor, and one mono black zombies. And one of the red decks, was it one or two of the red decks were black red? Yeah, they had cut to ribbons. I think I think it was just one had cut to ribbons and Amid Eternal in the main deck. I think also Scrap Heap Scrounger. Oh right, yeah, Scrap yeah. Scrounger too. Yeah, which is a, a good good choice. It was it's funny though. I was talking about this with a couple of people at the at the PPTQ over the weekend as well. How how these decks don't play unlicensed. Yeah. Even though they have Bowman Courier and Scrap Heap Scrounger, it's too expensive. Yeah, basically that's yeah, it. Yeah. Awesome that, yeah. Like even though it's such a such a like dream crushing card because you're like oh I finally have a blocker and then it's like no you don't and you take three yeah yeah, um, yeah it's just too expensive for these decks that they, they, they top out of four yeah and like most of the time your blockers can't block anyway when you're playing against this deck because yeah. they have the so, yeah. the yeah. Kenra exactly. the Eternals yeah the Kenra the, Eternals the Ankrop Crashers the yeah. Cartouche Zeal or whatever yeah although I'm not sure if the Cartouche Zeal was a, as a popular choice in these decks um, for the Pro Tour was it? there were some versions definitely running it yeah right uh, but not all of them yeah uh, it's yeah, like some versions were slightly bigger. Some kind of a nice variety of 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 like card choices in these decks. There's like a lot of variations of them. Yeah, there's like the bigger ones with Glorybringer. There's the black red versions. Yeah. there's the like yeah. the the fast hasty versions. Yeah. But then you you know what's your removal package or your instant and sorcery package? Yeah, I think all of them had incendiary flow. Mm. But then some people were going shock. Some people had magma spray. Some people mm. had cartouche zeal. I think there might have be might have even been some trial zeal in there. Yeah, there was. Yeah, definitely. I saw that in yeah. coverage. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting range of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we are talking about the same deck at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, basically, it's down to the to the desert to the Ramanap runes. Yeah, so that's that's the the main draw. of The deck is that you just your land base just does you know does you the last six points or whatever yeah. however mm. much you need because you have your your sun scorched deserts pinging. And then maybe you can sacrifice two deserts at the end of yep. the, towards yeah. the end of the game, uncounterable basically, unless your opponent has disallowed. Yeah. Even if you have to do it over the course of two turns, it's like, it's what's the likelihood that they can kill you in that, yeah. In yeah, that exactly. space of time? Yeah, you know? it's 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 almost like um, it kind of reminds me of Infect the way yeah. like you, you just you just have a different mindset starting out. So like Infect, you're you're not counting to twenty, you're counting to ten, mm. and these decks, you're, it's more like you're counting to fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, because your land base can do some of the damage for you. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm like, I'm not really sure going forward. What do you guys think about this? Like, will this deck continue to dominate in the fashion that it did at the Pro Tour? Like, it was the most popular deck, 
and had the best day yeah. two conversion and dominated the top eight. And yeah. it's quite rare that a deck does all three of those things mm, yeah. at the Pro Tour. Yeah. I think it will. It's all it's all over the place online. Like yeah. you can't you can't go like a league without facing it like three times, yeah. I think. Yeah, I kind of I wondered about that before the Pro Tour and I was thinking like is this reliable data that this is the best deck because it's an it's a red cheapish aggro deck on Magic Online, which mm. tend to be overrepresented anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I should have realized that it can't be that overrepresented, mm-hmm. you know. So, but we'll yeah. never know because we only get five deck I'll, lists a day, and they yeah, all yeah. have to be different by ten cards. Back in my day, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like uh, traditionally you'd say, all right, well, we usually say, all right, but, I mean, these decks look like they're they are beatable. That they are, um, there's going to there, there's already much else they do apart from you know dodging and attacking and on, on getting that little reach in. Yeah. So traditionally for decks like that, uh, the way you can be the way, the way you beat them is. By going bigger, just like with a with a mid range deck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but now, but because I say the, the mid range deck, I'll, I'll be very clear. What would be like teamer energy? Um, yeah. But teamer energy tends to just play your own creature at a time, which, as you said, doesn't you, know, you can't really. If all you have out is a hydra, uh, just you know, they can still attack past that with their and crash crapper and crash crapper and crop crasher. So it's like a well, maybe I mean they can't target it. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yes. I mean, yeah, they can do that. You can do that once, and then you're probably out of energy. Probably, yeah, yeah. 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 And they're not, yeah, they're not losing anything by targeting it. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, so it, the direction you go to be the deck, you do, the, the direction you typically will go to be the deck like this may not necessarily work. Yeah, you want to go slightly slower, slightly bigger usually. Yeah. But you can't really do that against uh, something that just makes all your guys unable to block yeah. turn after turn. Yeah. So then, because the like is, you're like you're your creatures being more efficient and bigger isn't helping you out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a hope of racing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, like we said, like, if you stabilize by like a six life points or something, then they just have that incidental reach in their yeah. mana base. Yeah. Um, and then you, you can't, you're not going to be able to turn the game around quickly enough to beat them down between the time of you stabilizing and ending the game when they yeah. just do it in two turns. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're, so if we if you want, if we were to decide how to beat the sec, how would we do it? Aerial Responder, Vampire, Lighthawk. <laughs> I think that's the like card. It. Yeah, so like, yeah, Vigilance, Lifelink. Yeah. So like, you know, you, most of their you can't block effects are one shot. Yeah. So. And you can you can attack and gain to every turn, yeah. even yeah. if you're not blocking. Yeah. What about the other guy? Um, the Black Black Gifted Etherborn. What do you think about that guy? Yeah, kind of the, kind of similar deal. Similar, yeah. yeah. He, he can't Vigilance though. He, yeah, he can't play both sides. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But again, even aerial responder is three mana, so yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, it is. So quite what, what are we? You know, is this a is this a white life gain deck, or are we playing some lone riders here, or what? No, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, we're some Gisellas. No, not that janky. I don't think it has to be too big on the on the life gain. It could be a red white deck. It could be a dwarves deck with Tapala. Okay, aerial yeah. responder is yeah. a dwarf. Some kind of dwarves vehicle deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah like with uh, Aether Sphere Harvesters from more life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aether yeah. Sphere Harvester. I think Aether Sphere Harvester seems like a good choice. That was in yeah. PV sideboard as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one big problem big is uh, and well white gives you the options for this but dealing with Hazaret as well like if Hazaret is a huge problem yeah yeah if your deck can't yeah. be the resolved Hazaret you need to think hard about it in the you standard you not play yeah. that deck yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. like that's the problem with like playing teamer at the moment I think it's like know, well, yeah. what are you going to do about Hazaret you can't you know? yeah. you're going to seal it but yeah sure but yeah that's all, that's it, but that's yeah. all yeah, yeah. Like, like, when you have five minutes or around your answer that's not a great place but, pretty much like yeah. I think Grasp of Darkness is going to be very yeah, good going forward good. like okay, that's yeah. the most efficient way to deal with Hazard in the yeah, format yeah. maybe this oh maybe Can there's a, a black white deck with Gifted Etherborn and Aerial Spawner and Grasp and Kalitas yeah 
I'm not sure how so the, 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 the mana is. The zombie is. deck at the top eight it had uh, three of Kalitas, which we haven't seen wow. that in the main deck for a long time. Kalitas you know? is excellent. It's such yeah. a great card. I love it. Uh, yeah, and it's, and I, I, it's also working to, you know, you can, you'll be um, exiling the, the, the two one haste so they, they don't get it back for the Eternal Lions. Mm. So that, that's kind of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps that way. And yeah, the only Kalitas by itself can just uh, turn the game around. Yeah, so some kind of, maybe some kind of black-white life gain. Yeah. Like incident because you don't really want to build your deck around like no, no some yeah, kind of incidental. Yeah, we're not paying five five. So some of those cool. like those black white decks that used to be around when when we had like languish and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can have planeswalkers. You have stasis snares in white as well. Stasis snare that yeah. deals with a lot of stuff. Yeah, that yeah, deals yeah. with Hazard, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but another th- another thing that I think is going to be pretty successful going forward is is uh, zombies. Mm-hmm, because definitely. I think Zombies is probably alright against this deck because Zombies establishes the board presence very quickly mm. and then also has Fatal Push and Grasp yeah. yeah, and also Dark Salvation which is a minus oh, yeah. minus yeah. X minus That's X true. effect very true yeah. so I think Zombies is going to be pretty good is there anything to be said for like Sweepers Sweltering Suns Kozilek's Return maybe maybe Kozilek's Return just because uh, it kind of Instant speed. yeah it works very differently things, but like, I don't. Th- I think the other sweepers are just too slow, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like Fumigate seems like it's perfect against this deck, except for it's not. It's yeah. just way too yeah. slow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. for you're dead by turn five, and then also even if you're not, they're you gain back. three life, yeah. and then or whatever you gain four life or whatever, and then they play a hazard and have no cards yeah. in their hand, and you're dead. Or they yeah. just turn their two one that you killed into a four four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Um, like maybe some kind of like white go wide strategy with mm-hmm. some life gain cards as well mm-hmm. could be a thing with like Okantra, um, the two mana priest guy, the the life gain guy. Oh yeah, yeah, the one three. Yeah. Um, so some kind of anointed procession deck. Yeah, It's an anointed priest. Anointed priest, yeah, like that. And you can have the the other cards we discussed, white cards we discussed in the same yeah. deck. Is there anything that like gives all your creatures you control life link until another turn? I think there is a card that does that. I'm not sure. Ooh, maybe not. At all. Yeah, so you could do like some kind of servo deck or something. Yeah. Westfell Abbey is Westfell Abbey consideration of this. Yeah, I mean that life life gain is pretty huge, and yeah. like mono red has no way to deal with it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, could be yeah. a thing. I don't know. It's it's important to think about going forward. The thing is, can you build this deck, and is it still going to be okay against the rest of the format? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's you know, because like, yeah. like it's very easy to think of ways to beat out mono red. Yeah. Because yeah. they only have one angle of attack. It's very obvious mm-hmm. how to beat it. But like you need your deck to still have game like a game plan against zombies against yeah. you know teamer still people are still playing that against mm-hmm. blue white monument which is a whole different thing. Mm. So yeah, but uh, like next week I, or next week next two weeks maybe I would expect to see a surge in black green constrictor and mono black zombies because mm-hmm. they seem like they'd be good choices against this red deck. Yeah. So, but like, but if you're trying to one up those people and play like a blue red control deck or something like that. Yeah. You're just going to run over by the red deck. Yeah, there's still going to be a lot of people yeah. on the red deck. I think, like especially if you're talking about a GP, not too many people are going to go beyond the the established best deck. Yeah. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. going to be too many people that they want of a GP play in mono red yeah. Uh, yeah. to consider blue red at this at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do find it really hard to believe though that with this, like this is the biggest that standard gets with this big of a format with this deep of a card pool. For there not to be a good strategy against this red deck, yeah, that's yeah. also okay against other strategies. I, mm. I find it hard to believe that there isn't that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is strange. It's like because mono red just wasn't a thing at all before this set, mm-hmm. and like 
you would think that like but it was so close though like with the handware the, the yeah, yeah. You know, the Razzie deck one, handware yeah. garrison and stuff like that yeah but that wasn't like it wasn't like amazing around and I yeah. played it a couple of times so I wasn't like super uh, interested in it but I did read a lot of articles from this particular guy who had brewed up the deck mm. and like that's where this deck started so was that and then I think a, pe- a couple of people got interested in that again when like Ramanap Runes was spoiled yeah and then he, this guy got excited he wrote a primer about it and then it turned out in SCG week one that that guy, um, Jonathan Joe, mm. made this, and you know, and his team or whatever, made this red deck. And then people took that to the natural evolution of let's make it faster, take out these reality smashers and yeah. pod knots yeah. and let's just make it real low to the ground, real fast. What are our options? Oh, Falcon Wrath Gorger. Okay, let's play that. Yeah. yeah. It's a one mana two one. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. With Labor slide decks. upside. Yeah. 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 Um, just so people know. If you discard a Falconrath Gorger to Hazard's ability, when you have a Falconrath Gorger on the battlefield, you can play it. Yeah. That's madness. Pretty class. Sweet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> doesn't, um, doesn't come up that often, I'd say. No, I don't no. think so. <laughs> and, and yeah, we mentioned Kozlek's Return. Mm. At least against the front side of Kozlek's Return, I think the deck is probably pretty resilient after sideboard. Mm. Because yeah. I saw a lot of... Um, well, the deck has Kari Zev in the main, which is obviously doesn't yeah. die to first, yeah. first part of Kozlek's Return. And I saw a lot of handware garrisons in the sideboard yeah. and Glorybringers, which don't die to... Yeah. The first side of Kozlex Return. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this is, this is interesting, but like it, it doesn't feel as hopeless as it did when we had like Copycat or Etherworks Marvel. It really feels like you could metagame against mm. this deck. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. God, those are tough times. I can't believe we made it through those. Uh, we're going to have some is. great stories to tell in a few I years. Know. All God, the new, new players coming in, we're going to be like, oh, you'll never believe back yeah. in my day. <laughs> they printed a 13 man, 13, 13 that con- took a control of your turn. Uh, I feel I, I feel crazy because I didn't even dislike those formats too much. You know, I, I thought no, Marvel was, I thought yeah. Marvel was worse, but I th- I thought the copycat format was quite good. I really like Marvel when I was playing Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, when I was when, when nobody ones. else was playing it, really. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, with Emrakul, yeah. yeah, like our first GP being the, the disgusting format that we both played. The yeah, the, the disgusting deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did disgustingly well. Oh well. Oh, well, sort of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, so, did okay. so that was the PT. Of, like, yeah, yeah it's, I would say going forward, either stick to mono red or tech heavily against it are yeah. kind of your options yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel overwhelming. Like I read out a tweet earlier off mic about instantly some guy on Twitter was just like, this deck needs a ban. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like no, I think those days are over now. Yeah, yeah. We're fine. Yeah, people happy. are really ban happy now. Like people who are you know maybe new to the game or even just you know in the in the mindset of complaining about things are now going to be calling for a ban left right and center yeah. for everything that they don't like yeah but that's just not the way it needs to be done like like mono red decks have existed before this is another one of those yeah. like you know deal yeah. with it deal with exactly. it exactly basically yeah. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, this was the first pro tour where i didn't watch a single minute of live coverage it was just very it's a shame yeah. just yeah. very awkward with and I mean that's not to say that I don't think that Japan should have pro tours because you know of course they should yeah, yeah, of course yeah, they should you know yeah. it's a huge Maybe market so. there or whatever yeah so and they did have the, the replay uh, on like during the, the daytime for our, our hours on, yeah. the, on the Magic Ooh. Channel yeah. but um, it's kind of it's not the same like no, yeah, when you're yeah. you know you have to not look at Reddit then to, to not yeah. see results and cool moments yeah. and stuff yeah, which you can yeah. do like you can do that but then I start to feel like one of those one of those old dudes who's like 
they don't want to know the result of the football match until yeah, and then they until come, they get to watch the recording. Yeah. They come home with their chipper and it's on a newspaper and then they open their chips and they <laughs> yeah. see the result. Damn it! It's the one thing I didn't want to have happen. No, yeah, I don't like, know why that joke is in my brain. It's yeah. from like men behaving badly twenty years ago. Oh really? Like that. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, in our house we'd watch and I'd say there are the matches and we'd have like a on Sky Bus. So you, you pause it to go make a cup of tea and you come back in yeah. and everyone's uh, you heard like the neighbours XRL shouting and Lose screaming <laughs> like, but there's nothing happening on the game they're, they're, they're just kicking oh okay they scored a goal. we did that before <laughs> I think I couldn't remember why one of the Euros matches though but I was just watching it in my room but I was watching it on a stream and the lads were watching it on live TV downstairs oh, okay. and I, yeah. they were like five seconds ahead of me so I would hear like whoa yeah. <laughs> and I was like oh, okay yeah. Yeah. something's about to happen yeah, yeah. Um, okay so that was the pro tour um, exciting it was. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, uh, congratulations to, to PV. Yeah. Like, just incredible Crushed player. It. Just, I mean, that's his, his second Pro Tour top eight in a row. Yeah. And uh, his second win. Mm-hmm. And his 12th top eight, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. just yeah. absolutely outrageous yeah. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be allowed. No. Should, no. Shouldn't, yeah. He, he should retire now. They should ban him. He's in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't yeah. need to try. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and we have, uh, we have LSB back. LSB back. LSB. LSB. That's that's great news. Yeah. yeah. Some combination of LSV and BBD. Yeah. yeah, all these artists. Yeah. But, uh, so we have, we have another ridiculous player returning to the pro Yeah, tour. Wait, wait, is he returning starting with Ixalan or? Yeah, I think so. I can't yeah. believe that's been a year since he's like. Really? Good. Yeah. No, it hasn't been. Well, it's it, been uh, 10 months. Oh, there's been Yeah, well, he, he played in um, the last one that he top aided was. Eldritch Moon. Yeah, Eldritch Moon, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow, so that's, that's crazy. That's, that's what it is, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Time mm. flies. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, yeah, he's coming back. and um, But we have Paul. We have yeah. um, Riley Knight. I heard a lot of people were being very positive about Riley yeah. Knight on commentary. I only yeah. saw him a little bit, but I thought yeah. he was doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Maria, I thought was doing a brilliant job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Maria's mostly on the desk now with uh, with Rich. Yeah. Instead uh, of commentating, I don't know if that was her decision or. Yeah. Not sure what happened there. Uh, they're great together, though. Yeah. I, I think I was a bit. I think I would complained a bit about Maria at the last pro tour, mm-hmm. uh, and I just got to say I thought she was absolutely brilliant this mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Cool. Paul okay. was Paul was excellent as well. Yeah, yeah. Paul. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so shall we get into our tournament report? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good stuff. Um, so we went to a PPTQ over the weekend. Myself and Alan. Yeah. It was a modern PPTQ in our local shop. Uh, this was our first time ever playing in a modern PPTQ. Uh, yeah, yeah. Modern, yeah. modern PPTQ. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty, um, pretty good. Like just a couple of weeks of weekly modern tournaments under your belt, and you about just. Yeah, for the PPT. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you, yeah. Could, you know, it's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. It's yeah. tough with with modern because it's such a huge format. I feel yeah, like yeah. it's it's the I think it's the biggest format in terms of uh, the amount of decks you can run across. Yeah, uh, like it like bigger than Legacy. sure. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of like weirdo decks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I was talking to Kevin uh, Fogarty, one of the local players before before this, and he was asking me, you know, if if any of us would be going to PPTs this season, and I was like. I think you guys probably would be, but that I wasn't really planning on because mm. I don't have a lot of knowledge of modern. Mm. And he was like, "Well, uh, you know, the way to fix that is to uh, play in some PPTQs <laughs> yeah. with modern." <laughs> and I was like, exactly. "Very good point." Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like I definitely learned a lot when I played this weekend, and uh, but I, I didn't play the uh, Martin Hiri deck like I said I was going to because it just felt pretty miserable. I, I played la- I played that last week at the weekly modern. And I got um, no wins and like lose, 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 buy, leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like yeah, people figure out kind of the the weaknesses of Mardu pretty quickly when when, yeah. they, when they try play it in modern. Yeah, it just has a lot of holes in the game plan against what yeah. people are trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think against like 
against a fair creature deck, I think I do pretty well. Yeah. But yeah. there's not many fair creature decks in modern. No, the fair creature decks are gaining infinite life yeah. and killing yeah. you with a huge walking ballista. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's yeah. the fairest thing. Yeah. yeah, not much you can do against that, yeah. Um so yeah, I, I, I instead played Burn, which you let me care on. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. With a couple of modifications. It's a very uh, honourable deck. Great choice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, clean and simple. Interactive. You know, yes. Very interactive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I cared a lot about what my opponents were doing at all times. Yeah. Um, what did you play off? I made a Gratty Tron. Uh, practicing it with for the last uh, few weeks. Um, so yeah. No, so no, you no. originally bought into Tron, but then kind of changed to Eldrazi Tron as that became more of a thing. Exactly. Basically, yeah. 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 So I only give myself the choice, the option of doing both. Uh, yeah. I'm, definitely, I'm definitely a lot happier with Eldrazi Tron than with Green Red Tron, mm-hmm. or Green, Green Black Tron, whatever. Or Green X Tron, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's not like we're saying we're fairly new to format, and I was like, I, I, I was also very trepidatious going in. I was kind of worried, like, oh, I'm going to be reading so many cards, and I did, I, I did read a lot of cards, um, yeah. uh, but I, I mean, end of the day, it's still magic, and you know, stuff you pick up in other formats still works, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I was pretty happy with uh, how I did. I thought I did. Do you want me to go round by round or? Um, yeah, I can talk about mine first. Um, I did not top eight, <laughs> so I did, we we had the same kind of evolution up to a point in yeah, our rounds. Yeah, so it was yeah. a six round tournament. I think it was forty two people, uh, forty three or something like that. Yeah. and uh, we both lost the first round. Is that right? Round, yeah, yeah, we both lost the first round, and then we went win 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 both of yeah. us, and then Al went another win, and then you I did, yeah. and then I just went loss loss and ended up three three. Didn't even get any prizes. Very uh-huh. sad. Um, True. But yeah, speaking of reading cards, my first matchup was against uh, Red Green Ponza, and he played a turn two Trinisphere, and I had to read that, and uh, that was not good. <laughs> it's uh, pretty pretty tough to beat. The, the whole, the whole deck yeah. cost less than three, except for a Rift Bolt. That's, a, that's definitely a meta choice as well, having that in your main yeah. deck as Ponza. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, you guys said that Burn was very well represented at the yeah, tournament. Yeah, there was Six or seven yeah. Burn decks. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good good job by whoever your opponent was. Yeah, he went undefeated in this place as well. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, fair play, job. Yeah. Um, yeah, so transfer was a was an absolute beating. I managed to take a game off him, but uh, yeah, in game three he had uh, like turn two transfer, turn two or turn three transfer again. So yeah, there wasn't much I could do against that. Like you know, transfer into land destruction yeah. means you can never play your scra- spells then, yeah, because you yeah. just never have more than two lands in play. So yeah, as burn like you definitely just want to leave your fetches up. Yeah, and, and like just hope that you'll get enough. Yeah, mm. yeah, but uh, it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah. Um, so that was that and then my other matchups actually I think I might have I think I might have a uh, some notes somewhere around here I'll, if you want to yes, just uh, about it, you can actually yeah you can talk about yours first yeah, right. and then I'll, I'll, I'll get my notes and, and talk mm-hmm. about that yeah. yeah so round one I lost I lost to uh, Blue White Control and that was I felt that was full on just me on the under deck very well and like I was I was bringing in um like Warpwind Whale, thinking like a counter, like, oh, I would have countered the board wipes, but you know, they're playing Supreme Verdict, which is you uncountable. Counter, and it's yeah, yeah. only one. I, I saw Rapid God in the first game, uh, but that's only one of it. He's like yeah. stuff like that. And then, yeah, my, 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 I, 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 was make, I was making my deck slower where I should have just been just going more aggressively and getting, getting there, right. there, there quicker. So that was it. And when I lost that, I was like, oh my god, I don't know this format and, and I, I don't deserve to be here. Well, were there win conditions with Gideon Jura, Elspeth 6? And uh, or? it was. I I did I I was Colonnades. Um, oh, okay. Colonnades beat down. Right. Um, I, I saw a few other games that player played, but I didn't see. They have Jace. I think I think, I think they did New Gideon. Um, Gideon. Oh, Gideon of the Trials. Okay, interesting. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there are some versions playing a bunch of those, and then one 
uh, Gideon Jura still usually yeah. just to be down with mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah to to very people. often Colonnade is enough to do yeah, the job exactly. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then in round, round 2 I was playing against uh, it was uh, Greeks and Set Shadow mm-hmm. um, so in, in game, so game, game 1 they saw game 1 I multiply I'm like oh god I lost round 1 I multiply this is, this is, this is terrible uh, and then they just start so I I I, I kept an hand up. I, I hand those mainly land. I was like, alright, this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. But then Davis went off the the uh, so my opponent you know cracked like fetched and shocked and uh oh, what's it called um thought season thought season just was just bringing his life down very aggressively and yeah. street cycling like street rates. Uh, so he got down he got down to six. So I think all right, this is usually when they when they stop. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, right, if it just plays out in that channel now, the game's over. But then yeah. he he he. No, I just when I was just playing at lands and he went from six ten to four, and I was like, oh, that's. That's very strange because now he's just putting himself into the range of Smash Smasher, and it's like yeah. either either he's so it's like an either it's a misplay on his part that he doesn't know that I can just do five out of nowhere, or had you played Eldrazi Temple at this point? Yeah, I, I was playing a Tron Lance Eldrazi Temple. I think when he saw my hand, he took Battery Shaper out of my hand, so right. he, he so knew you, I was you on. He knew you were Eldrazi Tron. Yeah. yeah, so I was thinking that either that or either he just has a terrible hand and he's just forced to to mm. do this. You know, I eventually just I eventually pay out uh, Embringer, and then he brings himself down a tree. Oh and I just gosh. go ping, ping, ping. Yeah, you're and, dead. And wow. that was it. Uh, so that, that was when the threat to win. Then, uh, so I ended up winning that round. Um, round two, I played. Or sorry, that was that was round two. Round three, I played against the Mar- the Mardu Nahiri deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same one that uh, Wolf you played mm-hmm. uh, the previous week. Um, and then oh, I uh, saw you playing against this deck. And yeah. I, I felt for the yeah I felt for the other player. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a good, it's not a great matchup. Uh, there and there's there's a lot of Tron at the tournament, so it, we probably ran into a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. Tron and then. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, so that was so I I, I won that then uh, game four it was uh, round four. Wait, well, you you beat that player so hard he dropped. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I I because no, obviously it's not my interest for it's it's bad for my breakers if a player drops. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't have beaten that much. I should have <laughs> <laughs> let it go to game three. Great advice. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, most players do drop after like two losses, yeah, or exactly. three losses or whatever, because you know there's no way that you can top eight, so you might as well just do something else productive yeah, with exactly. your day, especially if it's six rounds. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, uh round, so round four played against. Sorry, yeah, sorry, that was round four. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 so then I played against uh, Burn. Uh, Burn, that was a really interesting match. It was, it was again, uh, it was yeah, just taking a lot of damage earlier on and was barely stabilizing. Uh, I brought in Basilisk Color, who was an absolute uh, hero in, of, of that matchup that was on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, just giving something like Link. Um, so actually, yeah, at one point, it was I nearly just threw the game away completely. It's one of those moments where you're, when, you're, when you're so far ahead and you know that the game's locked down. And you start making little mistakes. Uh, yeah, that's, so that's that, when you make your worst mistakes. Yeah, so I think. it was. I mean, I, I I ended up winning, but uh, I I nearly lost when. Uh, so I I had a thought. So a Tassi Raid. Tassi Raid is very good against Burn because there's a four four. It's very tough to deal with. Yeah, they can uh, attack through it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I played Tottenatsir. They're now top decking. Uh, next turn, I attached to Basket Scholar to the to the Tottenatsir. I'm on two life. Mm-hmm. I attached the Basket Scholar to the Tottenatsir. Then I play out a Chalice for two. So I have Chalice for one and a Chalice for two out. Okay. And I thought that's here. So it's he a, can rip bolt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. So that, yeah. Yeah, last thing is rip bolt. So then I attacked Don Lots here and I went from four up to six. Uh, next turn, he draws a card and doesn't do anything. Pass back to me. And then I play a smasher. I'm like, yeah, here we go. I'm going to go from four to six to ten. Uh, the game's over. Uh, then, so I'm, I'm attacking. Then before damage, he plays uh, Skullcrack targeting me. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, it's like, it doesn't make a difference. I'm going for six to three. I'm going to gain life. It's fine. You missed your... Oh, yeah, I just, I just missed the chalice because okay. it was only because... I thought the game's already locked down. And yeah, then yeah. So then, and then with Skullcrack, I didn't gain life. So now I go down the tree, and and he so it was it was a very good play on his part because he knew his he knew his only out was for two things to line up for me to miss the Chalice Trigger, which I did, mm. and for him to top deck to top deck Riftbolt. Yeah, because Riftbolt there would have just won it. And in the end, he didn't top deck Riftbolt, but you know, I, I put him in a position where he could just win the game that that I mm-hmm. had locked yeah. down. Mm-hmm. For a so that was uh, uh, that that was that was very very close. But yeah. I walked away with that. 
The, uh, the first time I ever cast a chalice, I uh, was playing Legacy Eldrazi, and I cast it for one, and then immediately cast Brainstorm afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's, so, it's, it's, it's did you remember your trigger? Yeah. Uh, I did not, and my opponent <laughs> kindly pointed it out. Yes, as they would, as they would. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very easy just to... Because even though the deck has so few cheap spells, but post-board it starts to have cheap spells, so yeah. you're, you're just so used to just playing there for one and two, uh, and yeah. not, not thinking about it, but then... Uh, so then, so then around five, uh, I played against uh, Simon. So at this point, I'm, I'm winning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon is playing. Uh, it was like a mono white, uh, lean on arbiter. Yeah, so uh, hate bears. Yeah. Hate bears. Oh, okay, I, I, was, I was thinking of calling it taxes because it's not. There's no black. So, there's no death. Sometimes taxes people still call it death yeah. taxes. Yeah, but um, hate yeah. bears generally in modern. Yeah, yeah. Hate bears, yeah. I was. Yeah, and those were like really cool games. So I think the first game, uh, I actually drawn and won pretty quickly. The second game just went on for very long and. He's just destroying my lands and we're both working with like so few resources that mm. like neither of us are really well I suppose that is his plan but like my plan is so disrupted and I'm working with like he's like playing out with Thalia and I'm just like killing Thalia's with Walking Blisses for two okay, Walk, Walking Blisses is played out for two mana like with yeah. one counter so uh, it is just lots of back and forth and so I have six lands out well, I, have, I have four lands out and two mind stones and I have a card in my hand and I draw another card so I'm just like alright once I draw into a land I'm fine but I'm trying to like make it look like I'm forgetting the draw card trigger or draw, draw card ability from the mind stones because mm-hmm. I'm just like leaving mana open every turn. Yeah. Because I, I still need the mind stones to give myself the out of drawn card, but I don't want him to think that I have you know these two massive big bombs in my mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. Uh, so we're still just going, we're just playing back and forth, and uh, I, I do have some creatures out in the battlefield, and he's falling behind, and Simon makes this really sick play where so he had an eighth vial out, and I had fifty needle out, naming eighth vial. So eighth vial is just ticking up. Yeah. Uh, it's up after eighth vial is at four. And he's on three lands, so in his hand is rest- in his hand is a restoration angel and a flicker, and he draws flicker wisp. Mm-hmm. So he plays flicker wisp, targeting my. Uh, yeah, so plays flicker wisp, yeah. targeting targeting needle. In response to the needle coming back in at the end of the, at the end of the turn, he activates uh, is he acti- activates the eighth of wild to play out uh, restoration angel yeah. flickers to flicker wisp. The flicker wisp then flicker then the flicker wisp comes back in targeting my um ear, which lets him draw a card, and then the pithy needle resolves. Very good. Uh, it was it was pretty sweet, yeah, and then nice. then all of a sudden he just has these two creatures attacking yeah, into here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then it was it was only that point, and I drew the land for Karen and the start start coming back. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was like it was a really close game. Everyone just felt really really tight. Yeah, so after that, then I ID'd into the top eight. Uh, first round top eight, I played against the Green Red Ponza deck, and I got absolutely waffle stumped. It was <laughs> not uh, not a nice experience, and I just felt absolutely hopeless. I mean, in both as actually I, I had two games. Both games I had like literally the best hands I had all day. Both with like natural draw, mm-hmm. both with two Tron pieces and a, and a map. One of, one of them had two Tron pieces, a map and Karn, and I'm like, I'm on the draw, but I'm like, all right, this is sure. turn three Karn is going to be yeah. it's going to be fine. But it was still just you know, the land destruction spell just started before yeah. before I got there. Yeah. It was you know, I I read I read um, Infernal title type Infernal Infernal Inferno Infernal title. See, I, I didn't read it properly. <laughs> I was so I was so shocked by the. The, the amazingness of its rules decks that I didn't read the name of the card. So Infernal Titan is pretty good. Yeah, it's in the they call it the two hit club. It's, uh, the two you, hit club. Yeah, you just have to hit the, hit them with it twice and they're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it's absolutely 20, twenty one damage if you hit with them twice. Uh, with the it? enter the battlefield trigger. Oh, with the yeah, enter the battlefield yeah, trigger as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought yeah, it's yeah, it's absolutely yeah, it's pretty pretty bonkers. So yeah, and both both games was uh, yeah my my land both both games. My plan was, yeah, turn three drawn, it's going to be fine, but then like, land destruction plus in front of Titan does yeah. take an over, and it was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. Also, has fire breathing, so you can... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was considered the worst Titan in Standard at the time. Oh, Frost really? Titan's definitely worse. Yeah, people thought, I don't know, well, it was like, it was the Cobblade time and stuff. Right, oh, yeah, 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 ye
Um, yeah, I, I, I watched your top eight match. It was definitely pretty yeah. heartbreaking to watch the uh, the turn two um, land destruction spells coming down against your Tron pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate. It's rough. I mean, like Ponzo really does prey on Tron. So. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a great choice by this guy Michael for the for the tournament as well because the, the top eight end, ended up being um, four Tron decks, Ponza, uh, one Ponza, one Burn. What else was in there? Yeah, the blue eye blue, blue control, blue eye control, me. yeah, uh, affinity, and uh, affinity, yeah. affinity, yeah, yeah. It's pretty nice. Then, so yeah. yeah, it ended up being a pretty good choice. Yeah. He did not win, however. It was it was actually an Andrazi Tron, Andrazi yeah. Tron player that won. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michael came up against the affinity list, which then yeah, that's which, a pretty bad match. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'll go quickly go to yeah. mine. So I already said about Michael De Ponza in in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, round two, I played against Darren, um, one of the storm player. Yeah, yeah, one of the players who who plays locally every week. So um, shout out yeah. to Darren. I think he listens to the show sometimes. Like yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Darren then. Um, yeah, always a pleasure to play against Darren. Um, but obviously, I knew that he was on Tron. <laughs> um, <laughs> on storm, rather. storm. Or sorry, yeah, on storm. Yeah, what it's a pretty brutal matchup for him. <laughs> Yes, oh, yeah. very, very difficult, and I got, had turn two Eidolon in the play both games, oh, which God. is GG. really rough against them. Um, yeah. I, I think the last the time I played him, I was playing Burn, and uh, I, like even the games I didn't draw Eidolon were still very felt pretty easy. Yeah, so yeah, the games where you really do draw an Eidolon, it's completely yeah. backbreaking. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also, again, Jez, Darren, uh, after the end of that round, he came back to me and said... Um, you know, just just to know you miss when your eyeball triggers. Now, there you so. go. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did actually. I noticed he played like a barrel, mm. and then he played. He waited a couple of seconds, and then he played a like a, a spell mm-hmm. for for one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, trigger, and then I was like, oh, damn it, I forgot the trigger for barrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he waited a, an appropriate amount of time <laughs> that it, he wasn't trying to wasn't trying to get me with it or cool. anything like that. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was a win for me. Then I played against Jer, another well known local player. And he was on uh, Living End, mm-hmm. so another reasonable matchup for Burn. I think it's not. It's quite good. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's nice. They're not usually fast enough to kill you. Yeah, so game one he did. Um, okay. So I think I had like uh, looks like turn one guide, and then into um, uh, into an Eidolon, I think, mm-hmm. and then he demonic dread the Eidolon. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, just went off. Yeah. Right. yeah, he had like twenty power on the board. Yeah. He cycled three things. <laughs> yeah. So um and then uh round three I played against Ronan, who usually plays Dredge in the shop, but uh for this tournament he was on burn, so it was a burn matchup mm-hmm. or a burn mirror. Um and that was actually really fun. I was one they were one of some of the most fun games that I played all day. It's a great game. Um, it's really, really it's really fun. Good. Yeah. Um because like Lightning Helix and Skullcrack are basically the most important yeah. um cards in the matchup. Um and yeah, so that that went to all three games, and in the third game, I really felt like I was way behind at the start. But then, um, can't remember exactly what happened, but it, you know, so, something turned it around. I think I, I my opening hand was like um, guide, two helix, and like a bolt or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, definitely keeping that. Um, but then yeah, I just continued to draw good stuff and he uh, like I think I draw a skull cr- drew a skull crack then mm. and he had a lightning helix and I was able to skull crack, skull crack in response so um, yeah good showing for the podcast yes exactly yeah. um, actually I think the last the last spell of the day that I resolved was a skull crack <laughs> uh, in absolute <laughs> defiance because I, I lost um, so that was my last win then so then I had two losses. Uh, the first one was to Greg, uh, who was on Blue Eye Control. Mm-hmm. These were again were really good match, really good fun, great great guy to play against. Um, went to two games. 
uh, what's the, I got him down to had him down to one mm. in the second game and uh, wasn't able to so yeah I, I, I definitely think that I played wrong in that game uh, I, I didn't save up my spells for long enough basically uh, and he showed me his hand at the end of the game and he had a handful of removal mm. basically but uh, every time that I drew so I, I drew a really creature light I had a really creature light draw I had mostly spells but every time that I played one spell he had a, he had a counter for it but he only ever had one counter at a time he never had two yeah especially so if like, he's trying to cast cryptic command or whatever yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and like there was even one time where like I had like seven lands on the battlefield and he he mana leaked a spell and I just paid for it mm, yeah So, but he, like he, he had to like hope that for some reason I didn't pay for it but yeah, like it I think is. it was the spell that brought him to one mm-hmm. um, or he was just stopping you from casting another spell yeah he stopped me from yeah, casting another spell or something in the same turn yeah yeah um or no, I think what he did was he mana leaked it twice. Ah, right. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I had yeah. to I had to pay all my mana. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, so then I lost that one as well. Uh, Gideon in the Trials, absolutely insane against Burn, I think. Um, it's pretty great against Eidolon. Yeah, the, that, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, he, yeah. he plus that on Eidolon. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty crazy, <laughs> yeah. actually. But then I, I, but, which was funny, though, because I actually took... I played a lot of spells the next turn mm. and took no damage off the Eidolon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was able to kill his Gideon and then, you know, shoot him a bit. And not take any damage off my own Eidolon. It was funny. And then uh, last round, I played against Dan. Um, and Dan was on Merfolk. Again, I think there's all players that I know well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Um, it was nice. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice uh, friendly atmosphere for the day. Um, yeah, and Dan was on Merfolk. And I don't know if that's statistically a good or bad matchup for Burn, But like it, it was, it felt reasonably close. I think it's pretty even. Yeah, yeah. I think it's even, yeah. Um, Curse, or what's it called is very good Curse Catcher Curse Catcher yeah, yeah. Curse Catcher yeah. yeah Curse Catcher kind of got me in the first game he, he was playing a, a version that had like Smuggler's Copter and stuff I can see that Sounds yeah good. so uh, yeah. but then I, I brought in all Disruptive Revolution from the sideboard for the spreading season and the, and the Smuggler's yeah. Copter yeah. and Aether Vile yeah. and Aether Vile and it, it, they worked really well so um, yeah but then uh, we got he got me in game three it wasn't particularly close either mm. but yeah I did Skull Crack Nice, Just nice for, yeah. like, ha, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was the end of my tournament. It was good. It was a really fun tournament. Yeah, it was very, it was really great. Tournament. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna try and make the next one. Uh, nice. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll be free for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we go on to our deck of the week. Yes. Okay, our deck of the week will be Ramen Up Red. Yes. Yeah. So the deck that took the Pro Tour by storm. Not really, not literally storm, but <laughs> no. you know what I mean. We can only dream someday. <laughs> there'll be another. Never. Um, so, I don't know, which list do you guys like? Do yeah, you like so I guess we talked PV? about it. Should we talk about PV's list, seeing as he won? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did talk, we have already talked about it a bit, but I think PV's list has some some bits that we didn't mention, like Chandra. Yeah. yeah. Chandra Torch of Defiance. Yeah. And we also haven't really talked about Collective Defiance, so Collective Defiance has kind of found a little home mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah, which is really nice to see. So, you know, me, me and you, Al, we've been yeah. playing Collective... Or I don't know if you've been playing Collective Defiance in your version of the Blue-Red... No, I haven't actually. Spells, the like, oh, spells, I, yeah. I have, because yeah. it was more like on the Thermal Alchemist yeah, side, which yeah, is discarded. traditionally, yeah, discarding yeah. Fiery Temper. Like, mm. So would you think Fiery Temper would be an interesting thing for this deck this, or not? Uh, I feel like... Uh, maybe, it's too, maybe too, not, you, it's, you'd have to cast it for the front end too yeah, often, I think. Yeah, you're getting, it's yeah. only really has, it's only really hazard you're getting your discards. Well, well, Collective Defiance. That's right, Collective Defiance. But again, that costs... That's like if you want to go for the face and discard your hand yeah then it costs four, four yeah. which means you'd have to have another mana open so you'd have to have five mana if you want to cast the fire yeah. temper that you discard off it yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I think it is just too expensive for the deck mm. 
But um, yeah, can, can either of you give me a, a bit of a rundown on, on PV's list? Yeah, so uh, his creatures were pretty standard, I think. Four Beaumont Courier, four Falcon Wrath Gorger, four Village Messenger, four Earthshaker Kenra. Sorry, not Kenra Eternal, which I think I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, carries, three Carries Ev, uh, four Ancrop Crasher, and three Hazaret, which uh, mo- I think most of the lists that did well had three Hazaret, although mm-hmm. people were talking on Twitter about whether it's better to just jam the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's okay, since you can discard it anyway to your previous Hazaret. And then uh, two Chandra Torch of Defiance, four Shocks, four Braids, and 24 lands. Mm-hmm. So four... The interesting thing about his lands is he has four Ramanap Runes, standard, four Sunscorched Sun Desert, which is pretty standard, but then he also has two Scavenger Crowns, yeah. which is the, um, the Graveyard Exile so, one. So to me, his list, because he has four Braids, which most of the other lists have four Incendiary Flows for the mm-hmm. face damage. Yeah. So I, I feel like he was hedging against both the Mirror, because like a Braid is also good in the Mirror. Yeah. It's, it's as good as Incendiary Flow, basically, in the Mirror. Yeah. But also against these um, God Pharaoh's Gift decks, because he has the two Graveyard Hate Lands, which also happen to be Desert, so they're not dead if you yeah. want to sack them to your Ramanap Runes. Mm-hmm. And then he has the Abrades to destroy Artifacts. Yeah, true. So he, you know, he was head, hedging against yeah. artifact decks there. I think because I think he he's gone up. So some of your lists are running twenty two lands. So mm-hmm. he's it's like the scavenger rounds are extra. Yeah, basically, he's got a lot of yeah. extra mana with Chandra's in yeah. there as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that that lends into a cyborg plan. So he goes a bit bigger with Ether Sphere Harvesters, Glory Bringers, Savage Alliance, as we said, two more Chandras. Um, Sand Strangler, which is a great choice, and a, and a few of the, I think Sam Black had this as yeah. well. Some some of the other players had this, so that's really good in the mirror because you're you know you'll, you'll often have a desert, and it's just like flame on Kavu. So you know just yeah. like yeah. you know I have a creature, your creature's dead. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's enough of a swing in mono red where neither player is drawing extra cards. Yeah, exactly. Except for except for Paolo probably is because of Chandra. Yeah, because of Chandra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty nice. Yeah. He's definitely tacked out to like have extra card advantage compared to the other red decks. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, it's interesting, his version has Village Messenger, but I don't think any of the other top 8 versions actually use Village Messenger. So Village Messenger was something that kind of popped up online, mm. but I think for this particular turn for the Pro Tour, it kind of fell out of favour with a lot of the other decks, or a lot of the other players. It's kind of interesting, It's like I think that's a way where, because he's losing face damage on Incendiary Flow, Vir- yeah. Village Messenger maybe adds like a little extra damage. Okay. See, be, yeah. what I think it is, is uh, some of the other decks that were that were not playing Village Messenger, instead were playing Soulscar Mage. Yeah, I think Village Messenger probably just does more damage, yeah, sure, I think. on average in a game, yeah. Mm. I would think. Yeah, I feel like people are playing spells every turn, though. I feel like it never gets to transform, so it's just worse bone like earlier. I think turn one, yeah. it's going to transform. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose there's not that many one-man spells. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. In the mirror, maybe not. Yeah, but, yeah, mirror. You know, it's kind of fine too in the mirror. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you, that means you're on the yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, anything to add about PV's list in particular? Not really. I think I think a sideboard was was very good. Yeah, uh, Sand so, Strangler is is what stood out to me as well. Yeah, Sand Strangler, yeah. Savage Alliance. I really like that. Um, the Glory Bringers. You know, they're really facilitated by the fact that he has the extra lands. Um. I think he put himself in a good position to win the top eight, being tacked against the. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I mean, he wasn't top of the points in the standard portion. I mean, mm-hmm. he did very well in draft. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I think he was, he was ready for the mirror, basically. Yeah. I think. 
Definitely. What do you think about Sam Black's uh, sideboard, where he has, he has 21 lands in the main deck. Right. Uh, he's, he's only running three Sunscorched Deserts. And right. then in the, his sideboard, he has one Handware Battlements and another Sunscorched Desert. Right, okay. And he has Handware Garrison in the sideboard as well? Uh, he or has two Handware Garrison in the sideboard, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, so again, another get bigger sideboard, or uh, possibly, you know, reaction to sweepers, like Kozak's Return. Mm. Yeah. He has uh, the Chandra's in, in the sideboard as well. All the Chandra's in the sideboard? Uh, yeah, three in the sideboard. Yeah, so he's got Shock, Incendiary Flow, Collective Defiance, uh, Cartouche Zeal. Yeah. Yeah, so he, his seems like the more all-in version. Mm-hmm. He's running Village Messenger as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting, just like, that's kind of like a very old-school thing that we see, like, lands yeah. in the sideboard. You don't yeah. see that very much in Star yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So, the, you know, his, his sideboard, sideboard is a bit more transformative. More like focused on I'm going to change my game plan here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas PVs is kind of in the middle. His main deck already has a bit of that stuff. Yeah. And then his sideboard can make him go more in that direction. Yeah. So I he suppose. must feel like having having that in game one gives him some points. Yeah, it must do. And obviously, it worked out. Yeah. If PV feels that way, then that is the <laughs> way that right. I feel. Also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our that's our deck of the week. We'll 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 continue to see the evolutions of this deck as yeah. it goes goes on in standard. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if even if this is the reigning deck until until it rotates, I mean, that's fine. It was kind of time. Yeah, it was time for yeah. Mono Red to come back. We haven't had it for a long time. The that's last good. time was a Tarka Red, and even that was a yeah. red green. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Agro players rejoice! You have your deck again. Yeah, I for one uh, welcome our Earthshaker Overlords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, funny enough, not that much of the deck rotates as well. That's right. You lose, uh, you lose a lot of one-drops. Yeah, you lose a lot of one-drops, which does really, really affect the deck. Yeah. But I think maybe the bigger version might survive post-rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. all the Eldrazi are gone. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Yeah, the Eldrazi, I'm, I'm not sure T-Rex if, in there. if that matters too much. Is Incendiary Flow rotating too? Yeah. 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 So that's kind of... There'll have to be yeah, a so replacement. Incendiary Flow, Collective Defiance, Falcon Rock Order, Village Messenger. You can replace Village Messenger with Solskar Mage... Yeah. Who knows what's coming in Ixalan. Losing the Jackal Pulp is kind of rough, honestly. Losing the Jackal Pulp is pretty rough, yeah. Mm. But the fact that they printed one already means that maybe they'll continue to do stuff like that. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hopefully not at rare. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll I see. mean, not that it's an expensive card, but like, you know. O- other potential one drop replacements could be um, what's the uh, Inventor's Apprentice? If the oh, yeah. deck oh, yeah. more architect f- or, or artifact focused, like the black red version with scroungers and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, another potential replacement could be I can't remember the name of this particular card, but it's the one from Amonkhet. It's a one mana one two with menace, and it gets plus one plus zero whenever you discard a card. Don't uh, know. Well, anyway, that that card. Don't okay. remember the name of it. Mm. I'm sure people are shouting the name into there. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can hear them. Though. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those are those are things that you could look out for post rotation to augment your your mono red deck if you want to keep playing it. Um, so I think that's going to be it from us this week. Cool, cool. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us anywhere that you usually get your podcasts. Any podcast app. Uh, you can contact us uh, on Twitter at Skullcrack. You can email us uh, skullcrackpodcast at gmail dot com. Any emails? Uh, no emails this week. No, no emails. Okay. Correct. Please send us emails. Yeah, email yeah us, send us, us emails. Guys. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. I'll, uh, I'll, link to the... I'll leave you guys with a with a line from the wedding, from the best man speech of the wedding I was at. Okay. Uh, which I thought was very good. It's probably an old joke, but it was it very was... good. Where he said uh, to the bride, "You look like one in a million and uh, Peter, the groom, you look like you were one in a raffle. <laughs> <laughs>
I love it. That was very good. So that's that's to all you listeners. Too. <laughs> oh God. Okay. okay. See you later, guys. Bye. 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 staring at me during this whole episode because um, I got I randomly bought myself a um, box of well not a box it's, it's, <laughs> it's a pack of modern oh, a pack of modern masters too but it's in the pack is shaped like a box of cardboard yes in a cardboard box and I would say it's more than shaped like that I would say it, is <laughs> it literally is a <laughs> it box is a box yeah, so it's a little box of 15 cards uh, yeah so usually uh, my, my uncommon sets arrive for this for this standard season mm-hmm. and because that's like the for me, that's like the least exciting of your the things you buy because it's like you just go home and we see a big pile of uncommons. Like that's not very exciting. Yeah, it's not a shiny. Yeah. I, I usually order a few mythics in there as well. Yeah, so I, I threw this box in just to have some, this box this pack in just to have something <laughs> just to have something fun to, to open. So, yeah. uh, so my master two, do you know what the big chase? Card is what card are hoping to open? Pe- yeah, people called Modern Masters to the Tarmogoyf lottery. But yeah. Oh right, so I, I think today we're going we're to play the Tarmogoyf lottery. Well, I mean, Noble Hierarch would also be fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be already. There's, there's also Karn. Oh, Karn too. Yeah, yeah okay. Karn is in it. That's a pretty sweet. So we're going to open it. And okay, ooh, all right. So how, how does this? Oh my God, how does this contraption open? What is the name of this segment though? The segment is called Break a Booster. Break a Booster. Ah, oh, Al, you're doing it wrong. What? <laughs> you oh, no. it's pull, pull, pull the tab. Okay. Pull the tab. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 this from this side. From this, <laughs> this side. This is a disaster. Just pull the tab. Pull the okay, tab. Okay. This guy's never opened a booster before, guys. No, I never opened a, a yeah, little tiny <laughs> box of cards. If people don't know this. Uh, Modern Masters 2 they used uh, different packaging they tried out some environmentally friendly stuff okay um, so tokens at the front is that, token, is that to- token, token is at the front okay Ooh, I know maybe it's going to be rares all the way down you got a 1-1 one, one snake alright so we're going to play this break a booster we're going to play uh, a game called uh, Is It Tarmogoyf okay okay <laughs> So you're so, going to read us the card names and we're going to tell you uh, if it's a card card, yeah. So it's Yes, yeah, so, so, well, yeah, but you'd also try to guess the card name okay. as well at the same time. So this is a three green green for an instant to a convoke. Uh, you know, I don't think that's No, put three one one green sapperling creature tokens on the battlefield. Oh, this is um, something burst. Sapperling burst, is it? Is that what no, it's called? It's scatter, scatter the seeds. Oh, scatter the, the seeds. seeds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so this is not being a tarmogoy. It just gets a one out of zero on the tarmogoy scale. Okay. A one out of zero? One out of zero. Next up, we have two red red for Gorehorn Minotaurs. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gorehorn Minotaurs, it's not Tarmogoyf. Uh, it's it's a tree tree, Bloodthirst 2. Um, okay. this, is, this, is, this, is, this is not Tarmogoyf. I, I thought that was a trick question, and that no. was Tarmogoyf. Yeah. No, we have a That is it's not being Tarmogoyf. It, 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 at least it is a creature, so it gets, it gets one out of two in the, in the okay. Tarmogoyf scale. Uh, Mighty Deep, <laughs> for fuck's sake, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a skip by the lead. alright okay. <laughs> this one is uh, we, uh, this is a new segment guys and, and uh, we're, we're still experimenting so there's one in the black for a 1-1 flyer with bloodthirst 1 ok it is, uh, is, is it a vampire? it is a bat it's a bat is it called carrion something? no it's no, no it's called dusk hunter bat dusk oh, okay. so this one's not tarmogoyf um, it's not tarmogoyf no, no. this one also gets 1 out of 2 um, <laughs> ooh alright I, I, I know this card uh, this is a 4 and a, and a, a blue uh, has is sorcery has affinity for artifacts. Uh, draw two cards. It's a podcast. Podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. also not Tarmogoyf. It's very good though. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet. Okay, we Top got or all star. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, uh, of course we're going to send this pack out to one of our lucky patrons. 
Uh, that's something yeah. that I would say if uh, we had Patreon, <laughs> but we don't. Uh, next up, we have a two and a white for a two-two spirit. Whenever you cast a, a spirit or arcane spell, you may put a key, key, a key, key. counter. Yeah. Okay. A key. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or chi. Maybe it's chi. Chi counter. Or chi. On, yeah. Whatever. Uh, on, <laughs> on, on, on on this creature. Um, Ooh, it's a uh, it's wax mane Baku. You know, Baku. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Baku is drowsy. Drowsy Pokemon is based on Baku. Oh, cool. Because really? it's, like, it's like it's like a spirit in um, I think it's, it's Japanese mythology that eats dreams. Oh, That's what drowsy Pokemon okay, is. cool. Well, wax mane Baku. No, I love the art for wax mane Baku. It's yeah. like a lion made of candles. <laughs> it's pretty crazy looking. <laughs> uh, all right, so next we have oh, this is a, this is a, a format all star. This just used to be in the sideboard back in the Eldritch Moon days. Mm. It's one of the green for destroy target creature of flying. Oh wait, no, that doesn't that work in against Emrakul. No. No, it's a plumage. Plumet. Plumet, yes. What does right. that get on the Tarmogoyf scale? Oh, that gets, that gets one into, that gets zero out of one because it's that Tarmogoyf. Okay. Yeah. Does yeah. it get star plus one out of one? No. Okay. <laughs> so this is a, this is a one, one in red for a uh, elemental shaman. Uh, dark creature gains travel until end of turn. If this, this third time this ability <clears> has been resolved this turn, you may add red, 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 to your mana pool. This is like flamekin... Yeah, or so it's by Flamekin. It's all by Flamekin. Yeah, okay. it's a, nice. a two-one creature. We got our, these are there's a lot of cards in this box. We got a Gust Skimmer. Are we in our uncommons now? <laughs> no, it's still here. Still uncommon. This is still uncommon. Okay. So let's skip through. No, 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 no. Do Gust oh, Skimmer. Right, I want to know Gust Skimmer. You want to know Gust Skimmer? Gust yeah. Skimmer is a, it's an insect. Okay. Uh, it's a two-two, two. Uh, sorry, two-one. Yeah. Uh, for blue, uh, it gets flying. So it's wow. Basically, Gust Walker. Yeah. Mm. Sounds great. Did you pick that? I don't think I picked that. No, I don't think so. Well, did I you think, have, uh, first pick here is um, Scattered Seeds. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely. Uh, so we got a three mana artifact creature. It's uh, two two. Add one mana of any color to mana pool. Some kind of mirror. Yeah, alloy, alloy mirror. Mm. Uh, alloy it's mirror. zero out of one in the tango scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're on to uncommon. Here we go. We've got okay. a, oh, this might be tango Yeah, yeah. Two, two got uh, two black black. Uh, for lifelink, bloodthirst, two vampire. Uh, something noble, noble, uh, no. bloodthirst. It's the opposite of noble. <laughs> they're they're yeah. uh, vampire outcasts. Vampire uh, outcasts. Okay, they're yeah. definitely not noble. Yeah. No, they're not. They're not Tarmogoy theater. We got a. We got a vengeful rebirth. Oh, God damn, <laughs> vengeful rebirth. You know what vengeful rebirth does? I do not. Does um, it get star. Plus <laughs> <laughs> one. No, it actually does the opposite. It, it takes card from your graveyard to your hand, so it's going to make your Tarmogoy smaller. Oh, we so don't this, want that. This, this, this is anti synergy. No, yeah, this, this. Is, this is zero one zero yeah. out of one for uh, for. You also um. If you get an online card this way, it deals damage equal to that card's cover mana cost to target player. So that would only do two damage if you got a target. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> not really interesting. No, that gets yeah. around one. Ooh, not first big one material. All right, this is a land. Okay. It's, um, well, yeah, it's 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 Cynic Quote Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what Cynic Quote yeah, Chamber does? It's the fans land. Yeah, you can cast our Tarmogoy pot. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got a rare. Uh, is it Tarmogoy? <laughs> it's not Tarmogoy. Damn no. it. Oh. Uh, long, oh, it, no, we it's still have a chance, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, true. Yeah. I, we yeah, got, I, don't, I don't want an unfoil one. We got, um, <laughs> we got a three mana artifact. Uh, arcane spells cost one less to cast. Spirit creatures you control get plus one plus one. Wow, that's a great card. Is it a Drog Skull Captain or something? No, no, no. This, is a, this is a it's a Tamagawa card. Oh, sorry. I don't know what to do. Oh, I remember this, this is like one of the worst rares to open the set. <laughs> <laughs> in draft, in draft. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's good. Uh, so I, 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 I never heard of it, so probably not. No. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, long forgotten Gohai. Yes. Gohai. Oh, yeah. Gohai. Yeah. But yes, yeah, Tarmogoyf. Basically blank. Tarmogoyf is an arcane spell or a spirit creature, so. Unfortunately, uh, no. It's supposed to be my spirit animal. Uh, oh, and the rare is, or the, the foil is not Tarmogoyf. It's a common. I'm very sad. 
this would have been great if Tower Boys came in. Um, <laughs> it's Conclave Phalanx. Do you know what Conclave Phalanx does? Uh, it's green, white, makes it... No, this is... It is green, white, is it? No, no, it's just white. It's just white? Yeah. Conclave Phalanx. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. No, it's, it's four and a white for a uh, convoc. It's convoc. Yeah. Uh, it's of two, four. Uh, when it enters battlefield, you gain one life for each creature control. So, yeah, because this one has toughness larger than its power... This, this gets this gets four oh, yeah. this gets four out of five on the on the time scale. It's almost there, almost a perfect time. I know. Yeah. God. God, well that that was our that was our breaker booster. What does this snake token get on the? Oh, that's that's that, green. That gets, yeah, that, that gets five out of six on the time scale. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay. Cool. Right, so that was our breaker booster. We have to break some more boosters soon, and hopefully they'll be better than this one. Yeah, <laughs> this one is truly broken. <laughs> I didn't even break it properly. God, no, no. maybe yeah. that's why it wasn't in there. That's, yeah. that's, that's probably what it was. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. See you, guys. Bye.